Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Going Rounds podcast, episode 49. And we're back to talk about everything combat sports, as usual. Uh, I'm going to have, a, you know, it's going to be one of the regular shows going over everything, but there's not a ton going on this week. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Kind of trips me out. Like, maybe everything's being calm before... International Fight Week next week. I mean, there were some good fights last weekend. And there's been, you know, some random news kind of headlines. But nothing that's too crazy. So we're just going to go over whatever we can today. And <laughs> uh, with my trip coming up next week, I, man, it's it's been a, it's been a rough week. I feel like I'm far behind on everything. Trying to catch up, trying to... Get everything ready. I'm way behind. I haven't even started packing. Thank God for my wife. I love her to death. She's been doing stuff here and there and getting us ready for our overall stuff. So um, I haven't slacked in buying things for the trip, but I definitely haven't gotten things ready. Work has been kind of crazy this week, too. I've It's been like 100 and whatever, 102 fucking hot in like where I'm at right now. It's stupid. Arizona is way too fucking hot. I know there's hotter places and I know I shouldn't be bitching, but I was on a man lift for a couple days this week and it was hotter than shit. I'm surprised my face isn't more burnt. My arms looking pretty dark. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's how it goes. Uh, there's, like I said, not a ton going on this week. Uh, but we're going to talk about what was going on, including a little more Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg talk. <laughs> I have to cover it, man. It's it's all over the place, and it's interesting. I don't think, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's not going to happen, but, and if it does, it's not going to happen for a while, I've, of course. Like, there's no way it's going to just happen all of a sudden overnight. And who knows where it's going to happen, but, you know, with Dana White over here just being a, media whore about it <laughs> i'm sure it's gonna have something to do with the with the ufc but yeah uh and then you know there's uh been some weird rumors going around about ronda rousey coming back i mean really do we really think that's happening i don't know we'll talk about it, that a little bit and and then um of course connor he's involved with tough and he is involved with Everything else, it's weird and crazy. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this guy. He can't get his shit together. He can't take his own advice and get his fucking shit together. So, <laughs> we'll have to talk about whatever's going on with him again. Obviously, we'll go over this week's, this past week's Ultimate Fighter. Uh, last weekend's uh, couple fights, the PFL. Uh, had some pretty good fights. And uh, to round out their... That portion of the play, uh, not playoffs, but um, what is it? That part of the season, I guess. I don't know. They're moving forward. You know, they have like three, four weeks in a row. They take a few weeks off. It's going to kick back up at the beginning of August. So they'll have like a month off uh, as far as the, you know, season, regular season goes. So we'll talk about that. And then we got uh, another UFC fight night coming up this week. 
And that'll lead us into International Fight Week, where there'll be all kinds of events going on. You'll see all kinds of news because there's the Hall of Fame, uh, UFC X, which is like a fan expo type thing. Uh, what else? The the big UFC 290 card that's going to be happening. And, you know, I'll obviously go over that next week. And just a reminder, I'll, you know, I'll be in Vegas next week. So I'm going to have a remote podcast. It'll be kind of like when I am out of town for work. So not a cool background or lights, but, you know, I'll do my best to make it good. I'm going to hopefully have some good content. I'm hoping I can have time to put stuff together. If not, I will share whatever content I get the w- the next week when I come back. Um, maybe that's what I'll do is I'll, I'll share a little bit of whatever, you know, pictures and video and anything else I can get. I'll share a little bit of that for next week's episode. But I think things are going to barely be kicking off when I, I, whenever I record that, the podcast. Thursday's really the big day where things start happening. Um, look at the little kind of itinerary they put out for the weekend. Let me see here. So it looks like, yeah, so Thursday is like some kind of invitational. I'm, I don't know, some kind of, uh, some kind of event of some sort. But it's the UFC 290 press conference. Uh, I'll be going to that, hopefully getting in there, and I'll be sitting in on that, checking that out. I've never been to a press conference live, so that'd be pretty dope. I always watch it when it's on YouTube or wherever else they broadcast it. That'd be cool to get in there. Maybe I can sneak in and get a question or something like that. That'd be dope, too. But then uh, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony is uh, Thursday night as well, which is why I will be pre-recording my podcast I don't think I'm going to go live. I'll just record it earlier in the day on Thursday, maybe even Wednesday. So I might not have a whole lot of stuff to show you guys next week uh, because I would say I would just delay a a day and do it Friday. But I don't want to do that either because on Friday, the UFC X starts and that's going on from 9 to 5, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. There's another invitational, which I don't think I'm going to go to those. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But there's a 30 years Q&A. Um, there's the UFC 290 ceremonial weigh-ins. All that's happening on Friday. And the weigh-ins are at 4 p.m. I'm sure it's going to be at least an hour, hour and a half, maybe two. And then after that, you know, I'll have been out all day pretty much. So, and then Saturday is uh, the second day of the Expo or UFC X. And then another Invitational, whatever that is. Uh, and then the fights will be happening, um, that night as well. And I'm not going to the fights because it's a pay-per-view tickets are always crazy expensive for the pay-per-view. And well, I don't feel like paying a thousand dollars or more for two tickets to the fights. Uh, so instead I'm going to go sit by a pool, uh, and watch a ginormous fucking screen, I guess at Circa, they call it stadium. Uh, shit. I just looked this up earlier. It's called, like, Stadium Pool or something like that. It looks like a big wall and a big screen from a stadium. I don't know. Whatever. It's going to be pretty dope, though. I'll be happy to watch the fights there. Just kicking back. Not have to do anything. Maybe just looking at social media here and there. Probably, you know, 
reposting things that come up. I don't even do that on a regular night, but that's Stadium Swim. Oh, look at that. My wife coming in clutch with the name. Thank you, babe. <laughs> but uh, uh, she's in the chat, by the way. Anybody else that wants to jump in the chat, go for it. Questions, comments, whatever you got. Um, but yeah, that's what I'll be doing Saturday. And then Sunday, I'm driving back home. So yeah, I'm going to release something. I just don't know exactly what. It'll be cool, though. And then maybe the next week, I'll do a nice big portion of the podcast sharing any content and stuff like that I that I capture. So I'm hoping that I don't puss out and not get involved in a bunch of stuff. I'm not going to be Mr. Fanboy, fake media person or anything like that because I don't have any reason to do all that. I mean, I do have, but I'm, not, I'm just not going to do all that. I'm going to get what I can. I'm going to do what I can. I have myself a nice little GoPro set up with a mic. You know, if I catch a fighter chilling and not not worried about anything, maybe I'll ask him a few questions. Hopefully, you know, uh, yeah, just talk to somebody here and there. We'll see what happens. Either way, I'll try to get some cool pictures and video. It'll be dope. Um, so, yeah, I'll put all that together the week after I get back. So next week, I'll have a podcast. It'll probably be short, pre-recorded, but I'll throw something out there. Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. That's going to be my week next week. Um, I'm going to be gone for a while and it's going to be weird, but I'm going to have a good time. I know it. And it's just me and my wife. It's going to be fun. We've, you know, already got plans for dinners and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to it. And it's a much needed break. It'll be busy towards the end of the, the trip, but it'll be fun. So back to the podcast. Actually, I, I don't know if anybody else pays attention to podcasts or listens to other podcasts, but apparently I've been hearing podcasts that I've been listening to for years now, and all of a sudden they're bleeping out all the cuss words, or at least for a portion of the beginning of the show, they're bleeping out cuss words. I don't know if it's a YouTube thing or whatever. They have teams working for them and doing all the, you know, uh, doing all the research and and keeping up with all the trends and what's happening and rule changes and all. Honestly, I mean, this is just me. Uh, when I have guests on, obviously they help me with the show. That's cool, Patrick and and uh, Clark for the most part. You know, I'm returning guests over and over, and you know, it's cool to talk to them and have them help me, kind of you know, with the show and be entertaining. But other than that, I put everything together, so I don't have. The time either i have a regular full time. i'm just a regular dude doing this so <laughs> i don't know what's happening it's hard for me to look into everything i don't know why people are doing it if it's keeping me from getting views whatever it is what it is i don't give a fuck honestly i'm just gonna sit here be myself and talk the way i talk yeah they can all kiss my ass <laughs> maybe that's what's keeping me from growing but sooner or later maybe i will find out if any of that's fucking relevant because when it comes down to it things change constantly with youtube and everything like that so i'm just going to try to keep this entertaining and keep doing what i do and trying to make it better so if anybody has a problem with it i apologize in advance for absolutely fucking nothing just to uh quote connor there <laughs> like it don't like it whatever it is what it is so 
let's get to it and let's get going with some combat sports news and we'll go with the gimmick fight that's not a gimmick fight according to dana because he can't be seen to be wrong or he can't admit that he's wrong that he just said that ufc doesn't do gimmick fights well he says quote this isn't a gimmick fight gimmick is mma guys going to boxing and getting beat we have seen it already and know how it ends this is a fight between two of the most powerful richest guys in the world who will win who has seen this before nobody it's also a crossover fight that literally everyone will watch honestly he's not wrong everyone's gonna fucking watch it everyone's talking about it will it fizzle out after a while i don't know but until we know when it's going to happen, there's all this intrigue and, and everything happening around it. Until the next big thing happens, this is what people are going to talk about. And I, I'm one of those people. I got to talk about it. Dana White's heavily involved. The UFC is involved. And there's no way around it. So I'm going to talk about it. I don't know if you've heard about it. Maybe if you haven't heard about it, that this is how you'll hear about it. To me, it's a little more interesting than listening to, I mean, listening to, <laughs> than talking about some other random fucking bullshit fights, you know, KSI fights and all that bullshit. I mention him sometimes because, you know, he's making moves, he's beating people in boxing, and but it's always some kind of gimmick bullshit. So, uh, Jake Paul is making a name for himself a little more and more, you know, by stepping up the competition. He finally lost, so that was in the news, and yeah. But this is this is the gimmick fight of all gimmick fights, if you ask me. But I'm here for it. I'll, I'll pay money <laughs> to watch it if it happens, especially if it's under the UFC banner. If it's a UFC pay-per-view, you'd know damn well I'm watching it and paying for it because I always do. Every fucking... I'm going to be at this pool uh, and I'm probably still going to buy the damn fight because I know that my kids are going to want to watch the fights. They're going to be here at the house watching the fights. And that's fine. I, I'm, I'm okay with buying it still. And, and that way they can watch it. And then I can go back and watch whatever I want after the fact. I know there's highlights and shit all over the place. But I like to be able to go back and rewind, fast forward, uh, get to certain spots, check out things that I did, maybe didn't see live or people aren't showing in the highlights. So I'll buy the damn thing. It's $80. It is what it is. It's already, it's a foregone conclusion every month that I'm going to buy at least one of the pay-per-view fights. So um, call me crazy. I'm obsessed. It is what it is. That's why I'm here doing this. So yeah, so I'll buy this. It, it just depends on when it's going to happen. Is it going to happen? Where's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? The questions keep piling up, but we'll see when they get us some real answers. In the meantime, Elon Musk is training with, if you don't know who he is, he's a podcaster. He's a, I don't even know. Somebody said, not rocket scientist, but someone else mentioned him in some way. He's been on Joe Rogan's podcast quite a few times. Lex Friedman. If you don't know who he is, go check him out. It's pretty interesting. Kind of a quirky little weird bastard but he's cool uh so he tweeted this out i did an impromptu training session with elon musk for a few hours yesterday i'm extremely impressed with his strength power and skill on the feet and on the ground it was epic it's really inspiring to see elon and mark 
doing martial arts, but I think the world is served far better if they train martial arts, but not fight in the cage. That said, as Elon says, the most entertaining outcome is the most likely. I'm there for them no matter what. So even Izomi, who he's rolling with and training with, is saying they don't need to do this. They can just train, and that's interesting enough. But it's said and done, and if they don't go through with it now, everyone's just going to criticize and talk shit and troll and everything else. But it looks like Elon's putting in work, so that's cool. Uh, You know, we already know that Zuckerberg puts in that work. He's been just being obsessive about jiu-jitsu for quite a while now. And I've covered that before. So, yeah, it's just continuing to move. And it's interesting. So, and then to be a little more interesting, Dana White posted this the other day. The Mark Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk official UFC shirt, apparently. Now, these tweets going across, it's John Bones Jones saying, you already know I'm Team Zuck. Uh... Damn it, it goes too fast. <laughs> uh, let me know if you need any need a training partner. George St. Pierre offered the same to Elon Musk, saying he's a huge fan. Charles Oliveira says, hey, Dana White, they both have coaches. Let's do this. And here's Dana looking like a goofy fuck. Yeah, that's right, goofball, you bald-headed fuck. Why does he look so weird? That stupid smirk on his face. It's actually very irritating. But he's got the shirt on, showing it off. So he's showing that he's serious, <laughs> and it's kind of funny. But what I say is stop putting all your money into promoting this fucking fight when we don't even know if it's really going to happen, and start putting money into the fighters. Because once again, UFC and the fighter pay subject has been in the news lately, and that's because the UFC reportedly managed to cut the money... Managed to cut the money paid out to fighters by over $30 million last year, despite the company's profits going up. That's what I wrote here. You know, I took that from a, uh, uh, I took that from a, an article that I read. It says UFC was able to cut expenses by $32.8 million in 2022 from 2021. So, you know, this is a little dated because we're in 2023 right now. They won't know those stats until the end of the year after the year's over. But, uh, you know, um, despite the company's profits going up, one of the hot topics in the last few years in the Ultimate Fighting Championship has been fighter pay. Some feel they aren't getting enough, whereas others are just happy to be in the big dance. That's a problem. Some people are just happy to be there. Uh, of course, Dana White doesn't like it. But here's some of the stats. It says, this, this I guess, was on another podcast called Hey Not The Face Podcast uh, by John S. Nash. I, I've never heard it. Um, kind of makes me interested to go check it out. You know, I'm, I'm not getting paid or anything, so I don't give a shit when it comes down to it. There's no competition. Everybody does podcasts right now. So... If you've heard of it, cool. If not, maybe go check it out. I don't know. But they were talking about this topic and it made headlines everywhere. And it says, uh, in a quote, last year, they had an earnings call. In that earnings call, they detailed how much the fighters made and how much growth we've seen in fighter pay from 2005 to two, uh, 2021. 
uh, I calculated, Nash said, I calculated that, and that came out to 178.8 million fighter, million dollars fighter pay in 2021. That might not be exact, but based on the figures they gave, that's the amount they should have paid the fighters, which is about 17.5% of revenue in 2021. Interestingly enough, they note in this filing that they were able to cut fighter expenses by 32.8 million in 2022 from 2021. That means in 2022, if his calculations are right, about 2021, they paid 146 million to the fighters. Total paid to fighters out of 1 billion. 100, it's actually 100, what? 146. See, now some of this doesn't make sense. 13% of the re- oh 146 million is 13% of the revenue. Now, 146 million sounds like a lot, but when you have like 600 fighters on the roster and you're paying the guys at the top the millions and the guys at the bottom barely in the thousands, yeah. That that's not a lot of money out of a billion. Come on, man. So it says they might not include the other stuff the UFC includes in compensation, like drug testing and insurance policy, all those other things. But that would add about another 1.5% to their pay. So if it's not including that, they went from 13% to 14.5%. It's a pretty massive, de- uh, pretty massive decrease, especially in the year when the revenue went up 110 million from the year before, and the net income, the profits went up almost 120 million come the fuck on man that i mean you're profiting you're you're raising a profit to almost 120 mil in a year but yet the fighter pay is the same or less less than the year before less than the year before that's fucking whack this is why all these fighters are wanting to get out, you know? Um, the guys that are there and happy right now are just because they're getting what they want at the moment. Lose a fight or two. See what happens. Lose that belt. You're obviously not going to get paid the same amount, but how far down are you going to go? And if you're not at the top, is it worth it? Just to say you're a UFC fighter, right? That's that's what it's all about. Just to say you're a UFC fighter. I don't know if that's worth it when you don't get anything extra, like health insurance if you get injured while training it's not covered if you get injured in a fight most of the time it's covered not always from what i've heard and you know and and this is just me hearing stuff from podcasts from that you know fighters have been on so shit can happen and it, it doesn't it's not always covered what up justin how's it going brother thanks for joining in man um but yeah the fighter pay is fucked up and there's a lot of shit that goes into it. And I know I keep banging this fucking drum and talking all the shit. And, it, and I sound like a broken record. But for me, I appreciate this sport. I've watched it going on 20 years now. Out of the 30 years that the UFC has been... This is their 30th anniversary this year. So, you know, I, I just appreciate the sport. I appreciate the fighters. You know, yeah, they're getting paid a lot of money, but... If you don't know that they have to pay a percentage to, if they have an agent and a manager, 
uh, they all have cornermen. They all have coaches. They all have training partners. That shit ain't free. They got to pay dues at, at, a, at a gym. You know, they're paying their trainers, their coaches, training partners. I know I said all that, but any anything that's not covered for them medically, and they're constantly hurt. They have to do recovery. They have to keep their training gear up. You know, they have to be safe and, and make sure that they're you know all the, that they can pass all their medicals and all that stuff like all this shit takes money and yet they get they have to win to get the full amount of money that they've signed a contract for and if they don't win they only get half a paycheck and if you get outright money then you know is it enough is that enough you know guaranteed pay i don't know these guys have they're not getting paid nearly what professional like the lowest professional nfl player nba player mlb player are definitely getting probably six to ten times eh, maybe that's a lot but they're definitely getting double to triple to quadruple the amount that most of these fighters are getting paid maybe i wasn't being over overly exaggerating i don't know but the fighter pay is fucked up and it sucks and it doesn't, instead of getting better, it seems to be getting worse, according to this. Now, what kind of, how credible is all this information? I don't know. You know, I'm not going to dig that deep into it. But that's just because no matter what, this is what I always see. And it's a testament to the way things go. So, that's my rant on fighter pay. I'll shut up about it now. <laughs> I know I, I go off about fighter pay a lot, but... I just feel like it's fucked up, and I know if I was in that position, yeah, I'd be happy to be a UFC fighter. Yeah, I'm a professional in the, you know, the most credible and and one of the most popular organizations in the world. But then you're getting not getting paid what you should be, and it's kind of fucked up. So that's that. <laughs> Moving on, though, have you guys seen this? There's rumors going around that. Ronda Rousey is coming back to MMA, possibly. Coming back to the UFC. Ronda Rousey tipped to make sensational UFC return following Amanda Nunez's retirement. This is all coming about because Amanda Nunez retired? Because she, that's the last person she lost to? Is that what is that what the deal is? That's fucking ignorant. And I've seen it everywhere. I've seen it all over the goddamn place. Ronda Rousey this and Ronda Rousey that. But it's weird and it's kind of telling that it's not coming from all the normal MMA media outlets. All the big names, all the big journalists, nobody's covering it. And I'm only covering it because I want to come on here and tell you that it's not fucking true. As far as I know. Now, of course, obviously, I don't fucking know a ton. But a lot of times where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Uh, th this is the lightest smoke that you can find. Because it is fully transparent and you are not losing visibility in this smoke because it seems pretty, yeah, it's not very credible. And nothing's been said by her as far as I know. Dana White uh, already addressed it saying, don't start this shit, guys. Like, it's, this isn't what's happening. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to address it because I, this week, I have seen this so many fucking times. 
so many times now she's a mother she's a mom now okay now that doesn't stop anybody from fighting but she has a career in the fucking wwe which i don't know how that's going i haven't seen her um i haven't heard her being talked about that much but as far as i know she's still part of the wwe she's doing the wrestling thing and maybe that's easier for her maybe that's better for her at this time maybe she realized that she wasn't she wasn't fighting the way that she was fighting previously um at the end there those two those those two knockouts at the end by holly Holm and amanda nunez were not good for her so yeah it's probably not smart for her to come back and you know the game evolves constantly and she's been out for like seven years now i think somebody said or something like that she's been out a while just because Amanda Nunez is gone doesn't mean that all of a sudden the doors are wide open for her to come back. Yeah, a lot of the girls that were in her division are still there, including uh, Juliana Pena, who, you know, was on the opposite team of Ronda Rousey when they were on the Ultimate Fighter. But just because she's still in the game doesn't mean that Ronda can just come back in. I don't know. I think she got exposed for what she didn't know and what she wasn't good at. And everyone found that hole in her game and took advantage of it. Now, it may have only been two fights that she lost. And it may have only been, you know... I, I don't even know how to explain it. May have been a short-lived um, end of her career. that Or a short-lived time that ended her career. But it was significant. The way that she lost. The way that she went downhill quickly. I don't I don't see unless she's been training this whole time and getting better this whole time which I feel like we would have known by now I don't believe that she can come back and be good right now I don't think it's a possibility and I don't think it's gonna happen so that's the only reason why I really wanted to cover it and bring it up because like I said it's been non-stop I've been seeing shit left and right so if you're a Ronda Rousey fan don't get your hopes up I don't think it's a thing and I don't think it's happening so, moving on to the constant topic, Conor McGregor. What I don't, I don't even know what to say about this guy anymore. It's, it's nonstop with him as well. There's always something. The talks of Chandler versus Conor not happening now are beyond, just beyond the point where I feel like it's all true. I. Connor is basically saying he's looking for another opponent at this point. So, is it going to happen? Like, is he going to fight Chandler? Chandler still seems to think that it's on. He said that basically Connor's not going to let his legacy go away that way. And he's not going to let his legacy end up like that, where he bows out of, out of a fight during a show that he's not doing well in. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in the show that just show and prove that he's not ready to fight. He's having conversations with people and losing his breath. Now, yeah, he's excited. He's moving around. But he's a, supposed to be an elite athlete and that, that trains crazy. And yet he's out of breath when he's just talking to somebody. Just doing movements, at, not even in a real fight. Now, that could just be, oh, yeah, I, I'm not fighting right now. 
I'm not in a fight right now. I would know how to control my breath if I was in a fight. But he's just so fucking amped up. And then he loses his breath easily. He, he did a rowing machine competition so he could get his guys kind of pumped up and, and all that. And, uh, yeah, he, he showed him what he could do. And the rest of these guys were winded. They were breathing hard, you know, but he just... They just walked away from it and were like, yeah, okay. You know, crazy. He's sitting there. Looks like he's about to have a heart attack. Looks like the way I would look getting off of that rowing machine doing it that hard. <laughs> so, I don't I don't know, man. It, it is so crazy. And, and the fact that... The fact that it just... It doesn't seem to be... Likely that he's going to fight Chandler. He's still not in the USADA testing pool. Hasn't submitted any kind of sample. So, clean or not, USADA doesn't even have a sample collected from him yet. And he's, he seems to think, oh, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's not even a problem. It's not an issue. I'm looking for my next opponent. He stopped talking about Chandler. He's looking for his next opponent. He's losing horribly in the Ultimate Fighter show right now. It's not looking good. Not looking good at all. So, Connor being Connor, always leaving things open for questioning, I guess. Uh, and it seems like the allegations have died down. You know, all that news about the allegations of rape and all the other stuff has died down. Which, after those videos I showed you last week, seems likely that, you know, it was a cash grab. Uh, I don't think anything actually happened the way that the alleged victim described. So, that's good for Connor. But it's still not good that Connor's putting himself in that position to even... To even have a, a doubt in our head that he didn't do it. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? What's going to happen next? What You know, he's he's... Hurting mascots at a basketball game uh, and in the same night, allegedly, you know, forcing himself on a woman. What's next? You know, he's uh, posting videos. Yeah, and he's fucking weird and he tries to be funny. But he's posting videos of some kind of crazy handlebar mustache that he had on doing like the Billy Strut and stuff. I don't know, man. Everything seems off. Everyone seems worried. He's just, he needs to get his shit together and get serious about fighting again, if that's what he wants to do. But, while we're on the topic of Connor, let's move into The Ultimate Fighter, Season 31, Episode 5, this past week. Like I said, I, I already I already said it. Connor's losing horribly in this 0-5 against Michael Chandler and the Vets. Connor has all the prospects. Chandler has all the vets. And to be honest and fair, Connor could have picked, had a mixed team of prospects and vets. Instead, he chose to just stick with the prospects, which not a bad idea. Sometimes you get the younger guys that are e more easily molded to the way that you want them to fight instead of the older guys who are stuck in their ways and think they have it all figured out. But at the same time, the veterans are called veterans for a reason because they know what the fuck they're doing. They're seasoned. They've been in the game. They know what to expect. They know what it's like under those lights. They know what it's like in that octagon. 
they've all fought in the ufc before in the real like in the real shit during a regular fight in the ufc pay-per-view fight night whatever it may be most of these guys that are prospects have none of them have ever been in the ufc cage not to mention you know they don't have the same amount of experience and in it and if they do it's not at the same high level that the rest of these vets have had in the ufc they know what it's like to be in the ufc and then not to be in the ufc and then to be in the ufc again so this is all just normal for them and they're fighting with something to lose to get back and make their way into another ufc contract and these prospects are getting chewed up and spit out no thanks to connor by the way who doesn't seem to be very interested in fucking coaching there's you know videos going around of Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, like I said last week, asking him if he's going to coach today. Are you going to help with the coaching today? Can the guys expect you? Like, what the fuck is that? What is that? He doesn't seem interested. He doesn't seem worried. He looks very perturbed during the fights when things aren't going his way. He gets mad at his guys. You know, he gives them up, tries to lift them up and stuff after the fight. Tell, But it's all it's delusional shit. It's very delusional the way that he goes about trying to hype his fighters up before and after the fight. So I don't know that I don't know that he can turn it around. He's 0-5. You know, and and it and it it lays on the shoulders of the fighters as well. All of his team. Like, but again, they don't have the experience. They don't have the same. They don't have the same experience level as the vets. They're, that's why they're called the prospects. But a lot of times those young fighters are the ones that are going to come out there and beat the older guys. But I think the experience and the level of competition that they've all had isn't... It, it can't be matched up to the, what the vets have gone through and done. So I think that's why this is so lopsided. Plus, they don't have any direction. They don't have good coaching. Um, now, that's not a knock on Connor's assistant coaches who seem to be coaching... The whole way through but when you don't have like like chandler's there in the jersey at all of the events weigh-ins face-offs fucking fight before the fight after the fight during the fight he's there he's there and he's wearing the colors and he's in he's in the trenches with the guys and connor's just goes and trains and sweats with them a little and talks fast and shows them what he what he thinks is the best thing to show him that he can do but what else is actually happening here there's no real good team morale it seems like so i don't know man but this week's fight now that i went on another fucking tangent this week's fight is uh it was carlos vera versus brad katona now brad katona is actually a is actually a member of Conor McGregor's team in Ireland, the Straight Blast Gym. He's part of the SBG team with Cavanaugh, uh, John Cavanaugh, as their coach. So Conor knows Brad Katona, you know, and they they know what he's about, and they know the kind of fighter he is. And you know, it's kind of weird that they're having to face each other. You know, maybe not directly in a fight, but coach versus teammate on the opposite team, but. Katona has won the Ultimate Fighter before, which is very strange that they brought an ex or a, or a former Ultimate Fighter Ultimate Fighter champion 
to come and, you know, possibly win again. But Brad Katona is, I mean, he's a good fighter. Don't get me wrong. But he's very particular and he's a very awkward type guy. So he went off on a tangent about the training not being up to his standard and how basically it seems to me like he he wants things to be straight focused on him and he wants things to be molded around him instead of him being a part of a team and and getting the little bit of extra attention when it's fight week and time for him to do it he wants his normal schedule his normal training schedule to keep up and he wants things done his way but you know this isn't normal man you're in this fucking house for four to six weeks or whatever and you're fighting multiple times having to continuously cut weight and there's other guys there that need the training need the direction need the coaching you can't take up two weeks of their time when your only your fight week is only one one of the weeks you know what i mean so he got on chandler's nerves a little bit and you could tell but when it came down to it carlos vera is a prospect uh you know he has some experience and whatnot but nothing too elite nothing too crazy so when it came down to it i feel like he was outmatched outmatched for sure and walking to the cage though Take his cap off of one of those kicks. Stationary boxer, play with him. Lead him into a trap. But you get the point. What is he doing? Take his cap off with one of those kicks. Take his cap off with one of those kicks. Okay, Carlos Vera, he has some good kicks. He showed him in the fight. Stationary boxer, play with him. That's, that's the advice he has to give on the guy he knows. What the fuck? Stationary boxer, play with him. Like, Vera's like, is this guy talking to me? Because I, I, don't, I don't know if he's talking to me. Lead him into a trap. Oh my god, dude. Oh my god. What 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 the fuck? This is what the co this is what the coaching is about. <laughs> this is Connor coaching his fighter as he walks out for his fight. I don't even know what to say. Unfortunately for Vera, Brad Katona came out ready to fight. You know. Vera did get a little bit in there, but Katona was just all over him. Uh, he 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 dominated him. I mean, he, it was a fast-paced fight, but Katona was holding him against the cage, holding him down on the ground, and it was just one of those times where he he just dominated, and it, and it didn't look like he struggled very hard to get through this fight. And in the end, you know, he he got the win, and now Connor's team is zero and five, and Chandler's team. Of the vets are five and zero, and it doesn't look like to be slowing down. Now it sounds like Lee Hammond is uh, 
is fighting next week, which is probably the most the, the person that's being held up the most in Connor's team because he's one of Connor's teammates as well. And I guess he's being highly touted right now. So uh that fight ended in a decision, by the way. And Connor was not happy at all because he thought it should have gone to a third round. Here's his little temper tantrum that he threw. Give them three rounds, lads. We want three rounders here, judges, yeah? Two is two rounds. Five rounds for a world title. You ever had one of those world titles, Michael? You ever had a five rounder? Yep. Lots of them. Hey, we won both. We don't need three rounds, we win both. Every time. So, I mean, Chandler didn't have to say much. Uh, as you could tell by the reaction, Dana doesn't look very happy. Uh, I don't know if he's not happy with how Connor's acting or what he's saying, or if he's not happy that Connor just got roasted by Chandler without even much effort. The guy next to Dana laughing his ass off because, <laughs> yeah, Connor, what the fuck are you doing? So let's go through it one more time. Get them three hilarious. rounds, lads. We want three rounders here. Now, I wanted to isolate that and just put it in throughout the whole. I was just going to press a button throughout the whole podcast. Three rounds. Give them three rounds. He kept saying it over and over. Fucking like 25, 30 times in a row. Three rounds. It should be three rounds. Where we, give them three rounds, lads. I'm like, that's a horrible, that's a horrible impression, right? But fucking. It wouldn't shut up. Oh, and then during the fight, the whole fight, the other thing I was going to isolate and play, and I might have to make a drop of it. Every fucking thing his fighter did. Beautiful, 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 beautiful kick, beautiful kick, beautiful out, beautiful way to get out, beautiful turnaround, beautiful, beautiful. That's beautiful. Like, shut up, Connor. You have, what the fuck? You're a fighter. You should know way more than this. I'm the one that should be struggling knowing what to say, not saying the same fucking thing over and over. Now, don't get me wrong. I repeat myself a lot with some of the fucking things I say because here's one of them. It is what it is. That's what happens. I, I just do it, okay? I have weird things that I say over and over again and don't realize I say it like I, I say you know all the time too. I've called it out before. But, dude, Connor being the fighter that he is, being the guy that he is, and this is what he says over and over and over. Beautiful, beautiful. No, no, no. Homeboy just got hit in the face and taken down and is being held down for four four minutes in a row. I don't I don't think that's beautiful, Connor. I don't think that's beautiful. Judges, yeah. Two, two rounds. Five rounds for a world title. Now, you've coached on the Ultimate Fighter before. You know it's two rounds. You're just frustrated because you're owing fucking five. So yeah. You ever had one of those world titles, Michael? I don't, I don't even want to go through this. I don't even want to go through it. Yes, Michael Chandler's fought for a world title multiple times. Fucking Connor. Oh, man. Moving on. 0-2 <laughs> in the lightweight division. 0-3 in the bantamweight division. Next fight in the lightweight division will be Lee Ammon. Can he pull fucking Connor McGregor out of this hole that he's in? I don't know. I'm not sure that he can. But yeah, that's that's the ultimate fighter. Moving on. PFL. 
this was a pretty damn good night of fights here for the PFL because you know it's their 2023 regular season. Um, these, uh, it was Olivier Obama Mercier versus Anthony Romero in the main event. Sadabusi versus Shane Mitchell in the co-main. Shane Burgos versus Yamato Ishikawa. Third fight down. And then Clay Collard versus Stephen Ray. Which, by the way, Clay Collard got that win. TKO by punches in the second round. And Stevie Ray. They call him Stephen Ray. But he, he says Stevie Ray. I don't know. But either way, he actually wound up retiring uh, at the end of this night. So... That's kind of sad, but, you know, I wish him luck. Um, I heard about him a lot here and there. I never really followed his, you know, his career, but he did wind up just saying he was done. And, and that was about it for him. So he took the loss with grace and bowed out, and now he's retired. So congrats to Clay Collard on moving on. I think it's like the semifinals or something now. Uh, but then we had another fight on the undercard. Natan Schultz versus Roush Manifo. Now, apparently, these guys are uh, teammates and they're training partners. They're from the same gym. And yeah, it was uh, kind of a shit show. These, this is pretty much what they did the whole fight. They put in a little bit of effort here and there, as you can see. Roush Manifo. I think it's Manifo. Man, man, Manfio. Manfio, I'm sorry, I'm fucking mixing letters up in his name. It's Manfio. But him and Schultz, they put on, you know, a little bit here and there, but it was a disaster. It was a snooze fest. It, it looked like they basically just did not want to hurt each other or go after each other. They had too much respect for each other. And in the end, <laughs> they embraced... And Schultz got the win by decision. It was a unanimous decision. I don't know how they came about it. I didn't watch every minute of the fight, but I heard all about it. And with that win, he also got suspended. <laughs> and so did his so did his teammate and his opponent, um, Roush Man Manfio. They both got suspended and kicked out of the tournament. Because they said that basically they just did not perform up to what's expected of them. What they're contracted to do to perform at the highest level and do their best and try. So there was even rumors swir swarming around about a possible fix. That they did what they did so that they could ensure Schultz got the win. But I don't know about all that. I think they had too much respect for each other. This happens. Sometimes you get a guy who's like, I grew up watching him. He's my idol. I wanted to be like him, and now I have to fight him. And the fight sucks. That's what happens a lot. Uh, so I feel like that's what happened here, except it's because they have the respect for each other, and they like each other because they're friends and teammates and training partners. And they couldn't put it aside. So in the end, they both paid the price, and uh, Schultz got kicked out of the tournament, doesn't advance. In his place, Shane Burgos, who put on a hell of a fight, and got the win by unanimous decision in the third round. But he didn't accumulate the amount of points that he needed to advance. Uh, even though 
you know, he was, it, it was great fights and he's been winning, but he didn't accumulate the amount of right, right amount of points to advance into the semifinals. But with Schultz getting kicked out and suspended, uh, he takes the spot and advances. And there was some controversy about that because of the fact that they have been kind of making Shane Burgos the like face of PFL this season. And they've, they've dropped so much money on him to get, you know, they're paying him well. They're uh, promoting the shit out of him. And then he didn't even make the semifinals. And then all of a sudden, they just decide to drop uh, Schultz because of his performance. And they advance Shane Burgos in his place to fight Clay Collard in the semifinals. So, that's uh, kind of fucked up, in my opinion. Um, because by your own rule set, this guy didn't even make the semifinals. But because you felt that you were disappointed in this other fight, you're not going to let him advance and prove that he could do better against a different opponent. I don't know. But also, shame on them for not fighting up to th their potential, their full potential, you know? Fuck it. Fuck it when it comes down to it. It's money, whatever, your friends, whatever. Just don't fight dirty. You know, don't do anything dirty. Don't kick each other in the fucking nuts. And if you do, give each other the decency to say, I kicked him in the nuts, my bad. And, and you know, stop. You know, be that, be respectful in that way. But, dude, you can't just basically throw a fight away because you feel like that's how you're going to get through this and get away with it. It's not okay. And, you know, but neither is the way that the PFL handled it, I don't think. Um, maybe, maybe... Maybe not giving him the amount of points he should get for a unanimous decision. Maybe if he's supposed to get like two points for that, he only gets one. You know, put him at a detriment as a punishment. But don't kick him out, man. Don't keep him out of the tournament. And and don't even give him a chance now to win that money at the end. It's kind of fucked up. But that's that's what they did. That's how it is in the end. Chamberlain gets that... Uh, position in the semifinals and moves on along with that Sadabu C with this fucking fantastic spinning wheel kick knockout to Shane Mitchell holy fuck man uh that was nasty Sadabu C is a bad motherfucker and I would love to see him against um against other welterweights in the UFC that would be dope um against other welterweights in general just because he seems like he's he's ready for the elite level uh, from what I've seen and what I've heard. But he, that was a fantastic knockout, as you can see. <laughs> and if you're not watching, it's a pretty badass spinning wheel kick. And then we had the main event. Uh, Olivier Aubameyang, or also known as OAM, <laughs> against Anthony Romero. This is a crazy-ass picture if you're not watching this and just listening. Um, Anthony Romero's like up in the air i don't know if he was trying to throw a flying knee or something but oam is just like punching him in the chin still while he's up in the air like we're talking his waist at uh obama mercier's head and he's got he's still connecting with a punch to the chin i like that picture that's why i threw it in there but uh oam just continued to beat on him um and wound up with a round three ko by knee uh, for Olivier Aubameyang, so it wasn't in the first round, but it was in the third round. Looked like he only had 28 seconds left and connected with the flying knee, 
or I'm sorry, not a flying knee, just a, a knee for the KO and got the win and advances in the tournament. So that's that for PFL 6. Um, they'll be coming back in August to continue with that tournament uh, with their season. And it's looking like Sadabusi and Olivier Aubameyang are definitely the two to watch out for coming up in that tournament. Moving on to a recap of last week's UFC fights. Josh Emmett versus Ilya Taporia was a goddamn good fight. Um, I was actually pretty excited with a lot of these fights from this night. Uh, let's see who else was on it. In the in the lower cards, uh, let's see. Tabitha Ricci versus Jillian Robertson. Um, Tabitha Ricci got the win by decision, unanimous decision. But it was a pretty good fight. It went back and forth. It was entertaining. Um, Tabitha Ricci is like a goddamn stoic statue. Like, she takes everything with stride. Like, no, no problems. She barely looks nervous. She barely looks phased by getting punched in the fucking face, too. Which is very odd to me it's crazy but uh she's a little monster and i i like her a lot i i I like watching her fight it's entertaining jillian robertson is the complete opposite she gets hit in the face and it looks like you just broke her face uh but she's very pale she shows everything anytime she gets touched there's a mark um and her red hair accentuates all of that so she gets a red mark on her face and it looks way worse because of the bright red hair. Uh, but she's a great fighter. She's a great ground fighter and, and jiu-jitsu practitioner. Um, and, and she just loves to fight. She's a good fighter all around. This was a pretty close fight, but Tap the Ricci, Baby Shark, got the win by decision. Uh, let's see. Oh, jo- uh, Jose uh, Mariscal versus Trevor Peak. Uh, that was the third fight from, like, the third fight um into the night <laughs> and it was a goddamn banger these fools were throwing crazy uh it was a, it was a, just a fucking knock down drag out fight and uh both of them were beat the fuck up at the end but uh Mariscal got the win by decision Trevor Peak though man put up a hell of a fight showed a, a great chin and yeah it was entertaining i i was happy that i got to catch that fight and then uh, Rude Boy Randy Brown got the win over Wellington Terman by decision. Uh, that was a welterweight fight. Not too bad of a fight there either. Um, and then you had Neil Magny versus Philip Rowe. Split decision win for Neil Magny, but, you know, Magny, it's just like you can't even bet against this guy. Even if it looks like he's he might lose, he still pulls out that win. And he's just a fucking dog. Like, it's hard to beat Neil Magny. And he's definitely hard to finish so it was an entertaining fight philip Rowe put up a good one split decision win for neil magny in the end though so moving on to the main event or the main card from that fight brendan allen versus bruno silva brendan allen with the nasty rear naked choke fucking uh really fast on the ground but got him into the position only one hook in sunk that rear naked choke deep Bruno Silva had to tap, and it was over. That was a submission in the first round. Fairly early, or I'm sorry, uh, fairly late in the round. 
Looks like, you know, only 20-some seconds left. Uh, so that was that fight. And then we move on to David Onama looking like a beast. Motherfucker was throwing and landing and got the KO win. Uh, yeah, by this nasty uppercut, el- uppercut, elbow, uppercut, bam, done. And here's a nice little slow-mo of that combination. There's the uppercut. There's a quick left hook. And, oh, I guess that was a finishing sequence. Well, he got another straight right in there. Kind of uppercut, shovel punch type. But, yeah, nasty KO win for David Onama. And he paid a little homage to Israel Adesanya. Stylebender with the arrows into the opponent. It was, I mean, he, it was smooth. I, it was nice. I mean, he, he went a little fast with it and, and it wasn't as epic as, as, uh, style benders, obviously, but Hey, I like to see it. It was cool. He pulled it off and he, after a really good win like that, I give him props. And if you look at the side by side pictures, pretty dope thing to be, uh, remembered by. So good on him. David Onama, great fight, great win. And we move on to the heavyweight division. Uh, Austin Lane against Justin Taffa. This unfortunate shit happened. Nasty eye poke. Now, it's hard to see here because we're at the wrong angle. Austin Lane, by the way, used to be a Jacksonville Jaguar in the NFL uh, football player. Justin Taffa's just a fucking beast. And you hardly ever see him went in pain from anything. Even the biggest of hits. But watch this. Uh, where is it? Oh, here it is. Look at this. Holy shit. Deep into his eye. Fuck that, man. I mean, and that's accidental. You know, Austin Lane, he's not even looking at him. It's just one of those things that everyone does. They put their hand out. You know, the gloves allow them to have their fingers extended straight. And, you know, I know that this year they decided to change up the gloves a little bit. But if they can still straighten their fingers out, this is going to keep happening. And that's fucking deep. Like, he just legit raped his eye with, with that eye poke. It, it's nasty. And if you want to see a little up close, they had to stop the fight because this is what happened. Tafa was not happy. He was not having it. And as he's talking to the doctor, his eye is swelling more and more. So I can't blame the guy. He said, I'm sorry. You know, I, I don't want to stop this fight, but I have to. Like, it's getting worse. I can feel it. He said he could feel the pressure and he could feel the swelling and he couldn't see. Uh, his eyes still open a little here, but by the time they pulled away and showed like the, the ref calling off the fight and went back to his face, swollen shut completely. So it's unfortunate. I was I was excited for this fight. You know, Justin Taffa always knocks people the fuck out and he didn't get a chance to this time. So it's unfortunate, but that was the outcome of that. Moving on to Macy Barber versus Amanda Hebas. This was a great fight, man. Holy shit. Macy Barber looks so goddamn good. And I'm not just talking about her looks. I'm talking about her fights. Uh, Those kicks and punches. She put everything together. Um, Combinations. Everything. Did I, did I double up on this? Oh, no. Here it is. Uh, it is kind of the same thing. What the fuck was I thinking here? Either way, different angle of that head kick, but 
she did land a few of those head kicks um she wound up getting the win by tko punches and elbows in the second round and here's that finishing sequence obviously she had her on the ground it was a bloody fight amanda hebas got her her punches in and kicks in as well you know she had macy barber bloodied up too but dude barber was just a fucking beast and looking like the macy barber of old when she first got into the ufc and was talking about being the future her nickname is the future and how she wanted to become the youngest you know ufc champ until she got that knee injury so she's back on on her winning ways and i believe that was her fourth win in a row fifth fifth win so she's on a fight fight win streak now and unfortunately for amanda hebos i think that broke a win streak for her let me double check no she's been kind of off and on she's had lost she had what one two one two three four wins to start her ufc career and then it's been loss win loss win loss so bet on her next time because if she keeps that trend up she's gonna win that's <laughs> what it seems to be so uh yeah that was a great fight if you didn't get to see it you should go back and watch it it's a good one and i enjoyed it a lot and i like both these fighters so it's nice to see macy barber get that win too though moving on to the main event Ilya Tapuria versus Josh Emmett. This was a great fight too. And you know, Josh Emmett gets hit a lot. He always takes damage, but his fights are so exciting. Uh, he always puts out that damage too. This fight was no different. Um, we started off right away. I mean, it's round two, I think, or round three. And, and Emmett's all bloodied up. You know, it's just more. But Topuria just looked like a fucking animal here. He was putting together the punches, landing everything. Josh Emmett just keeps getting hit, but he's a fucking... He's a, he's a dog. He just can't get put out. Um, It takes a lot to put Josh Emmett down and keep him down. Topuria, though, tried his best. Uh, just punches after punches, landing over and over and over again. Um... I feel like everything looks this oh shit i know what happened here i've got two things playing that's why it's not a regular show if i don't fuck something up right i mean that's usually how it goes there we go holy shit i was like why does it look like the same clip over and over and over again well oh dummy because you didn't do it right apparently anyway as you can see round four papuria did get him to the ground Landing punches, but, uh, you know, Josh Hammett doesn't quit. And then in round five, this crazy, like, rolling transitions. Uh, Tapuria wound up on top over and over, though. Uh, Josh Hammett looks like he got away with a little bit of a fence grab there. But, yeah, it was an exciting fight. And in the end, Tapuria got the win um, by unanimous decision. Uh, but not for... The lack of trying by Josh Emmett and Papiria just looks like a world beater right now. So look out for him. Uh, he's already talking about title shot next and and all that good stuff. So we'll see what he has coming up. But this was a great fight for him. Unfortunate for Josh Emmett, but Ilya Tapuria, by the way, still undefeated. That makes him fourteen and zero, and that is his 
one, two, three, four, five, sixth win in the UFC, six and zero in the UFC, fourteen and zero overall for MMA. And Josh Emmett, that puts him at two losses in a row, unfortunately. Last one before this, though, being to Yaya Rodriguez for that interim title. So, you know, he needs to he needs to get back in that win column, uh, and hopefully, his next fight he can do that. So let's move on to the fights for this weekend and the last bit of our show here. Unfortunately, I have to speak about this dumb, stupid fuck, Sean Strickland. Maybe that's disrespectful, but I don't give a shit because I don't like that motherfucker. And I'll say it over and over and over again every fucking time I have to talk about him. I don't like him. He's annoying. He's an asshole. He's a piece of shit. Um... <laughs> I, I'm an asshole too, but that's okay. Uh, I just don't like him. I don't like his face. I don't like his name. I don't like anything about him. So I'm hoping that I, well, they call him Abe, Abus. I, Abe, Abe, dude, this guy's name is tough. Mago Medoff. That's his last name. I could say his last name. I don't care if I couldn't say any part of his name. I still hope he kicks the shit out of Sean Strickland. But. On the undercard, let's see. Um, oddly enough, the first fight on the undercard, Alexander Romanov versus Blagoy Ivanov. Those are two fucking names I wouldn't expect to be starting in the early prelims of this entire fight. But that's what it is. So, heavyweight fight to start it off. Uh, moving up a little bit, fourth fight in the night. Yana Santos versus Carol Rosa. Donna Santos is always a fun fighter to watch fight. And, you know, she's a name. Yana Kunitskaya before, but she's I married to uh uh Tiago Santos. I couldn't think of his fucking first name. So she's fighting against Carol Rosa. And then also on the undercard, which is kind of crazy, the return of Kevin Lee. He hasn't fought since, uh, oh man, fucking pop-ups. He hasn't fought since 2021 in the UFC. He fought once in Eagle FC, which is Khabib Nurmagomedov's organization. Not going anymore from what I understand. But he beat uh, Diego Sanchez in a unanimous decision over in Eagle FC uh, last year, March. Um, he had two losses in a row in the UFC before he left. Um against Charles Oliveira and Daniel Rodriguez. So no fucking jokes there with those fights, but he did have a lot of losses in in his last few fights. So unfortunately, he got released and then, you know, went and had one fight outside the UFC and now he's back fighting Renat Fuck Fuck Enoff. Fuck, man, that one's tough too. I don't know. But he is 20 and 1. In MMA and this will be his third fight in the UFC um, so he's 2-0 in the UFC right now and shit currently on an 18 fight win streak good god damn so that's a tough fight for uh, Kevin Lee to come back to but Kevin Lee is always always down to fight the toughest opponents so I'll give him that um but yeah, let's move on to the main card. Bruno Pereira versus Nursultan Ruz, Ruzib, 
Bo God damn it. Bruzy Boev? I don't even know, man. That's a fucking tough one. Bruno Ferreira, though, is fucking 10-0. Undefeated. Uh, he's coming from Dana White's Contender Series. He only has one fight in the UFC so far. That was from January of this year. And this is from that fight. Nasty knockout. KO in the first round against Fernando Portela. Uh, yeah, so let's see if he can keep that undefeated record against Nursultan Ruzibov. 34-8. and eight. So he's got a lot of fucking fights. And this is his debut fight in the UFC. Uh, crazy, like, looks like a KO by slam here. Rampage Jackson style, just not as, you know, dramatic. But he's coming in to see if he can break that uh, uh, undefeated streak of Ferreira. Next fight is Ismael Bonefim versus... Benoit St. Denis. St. Denis. I don't know. I don't really know how to say it. It's St. Denis. St. Denis. St. De Denis. I don't know. Whatever. Hard names to say. This whole card is kind of tough. I won't lie. <laughs> it's hard to say these fucking names. I try my best though. Uh, Ismail Bonfim. Is. Got this nasty fucking KO in the UFC crazy like switch flying knee type shit against Terrence McKinney which is sad because I mean that's a nasty face plant actually I got one from the other angle because I was just like holy fuck dude look at that kind of a fake with that right knee brings up the left one he is coming from Dana White's Contender Series as well. He's 1-0 in the UFC. 19-3 um, overall in MMA. Uh, and obviously... I mean, he's got a lot of decision wins, but that's a fantastic debut fight for him in the UFC there. Against Terrence McKinney. And his opponent, uh, ben, ben... I don't know if it's Benoit. Or Benoit. Whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> uh, he is 10 and 1 overall in the, in the UFC. He's 2 and 1 in the UFC. So his only loss has been suffered in the UFC. And that was in his debut fight against Alessio Zaleski Dos Santos. But he is on a two fight win streak right now. Um, submission and TKO wins. Prior to this fight. Moving on to the women's fight. A flyweight fight. Ariane Lipsky versus uh, Melissa Gatto. Uh, don't know much about both of these except for Lipsky. You know, I hear her name a lot, but I don't know a ton about her. She is dubbed the Queen of Violence. That's her nickname. She's 15 and 8. Um, she, she does have heavy hands. That's why she's called the Queen of Violence. She's coming off a win over J.J. Aldridge uh, in the UFC. Unanimous decision. But she uh, has a lot. Three losses in the UFC. She's three and three in the UFC. Wait, I'm sorry. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. 
She's four and five in the UFC. That's not a great record. Uh, yeah. Oof. Either way, uh, her opponent is Melissa Gatto, who is eight and one overall, and I believe she has she's two and one so far in the UFC. Her last fight being against Tracy Cortez, which is not an easy fucking fight. Tracy Cortez is badass so she's two and one in the ufc eight and one overall we'll see what uh what kind of a fight she can give ariane lipsky but moving on to max Payne griffin versus michael morales this should be a good fight max griffin is always involved in a good fight he is 19 and 9 overall coming off a Win against Tim Dirty Bird. It's Dirty Bird means <laughs> a split decision. That was back in October of last year. And uh, yeah, he had a loss prior to that to Neil Magny. But like I said, he's always involved in an exciting fight. Bloody. He's he's great striker. And he changes his look a lot, as you can tell, because his hair here is way different than it is in that uh other picture i showed he's got a win over carlos condit as well back in 2021 he's been in the ufc for quite a while since 2016 damn but uh his opponent michael morales which funny enough when i was looking up stuff for, for these guys i put in michael morales and i was getting I guess uh into the spider-verse um morales i don't know what his name is in that movie but it kept coming up uh but morales is 14 and 0 undefeated overall and he he's coming off dana white's contender series as well and he is 2 and 0 in the ufc against trevin giles and adam fugit so not bad wins there We'll see if he can stay on that undefeated streak against Max Griffin. Um, so moving on to there's a lot of fucking fights on this card. I don't know why so many fights. Uh, at least it feels like it. Maybe it's just six on the main card, but damn, it feels like a lot. So and I'm actually running early here because it's I'm usually like an hour and a half and it's. 818 so whatever we're good Damir Ismagulov versus Grant Dawson um Ismagulov is 24 and 2 he looks like a tough motherfucker that's for sure but so does Dawson I think it's hilarious sometimes their pictures that they use for that they get that they put out there for people to take you know to put in these like matchup pictures Ismakulov though is 24 and 2. And uh he's coming off a loss to Armin Sarukian uh December of last year. He's got one, two, three, four, five. He went on a five fight win streak to start off his career in the UFC, and then his last fight was a loss. And he's fighting Grant Dawson. Uh who is 19 and 1. 
with one draw. Damn. And his one, he's undefeated in the UFC. Also a Dana White Contender Series alum. And uh, yeah, with that one draw mixed in there. But his last fight was against Marco Madsen. That was a win by submission. Got a win over Jared Gordon by submission. A lot of submission wins. So if you're looking for a prop bet, submission win might be the way to go with uh, uh, Grant Dawson. And a lot of his wins are in the third round as well. So that's kind of interesting. All right. So that's that. Um, for the co-main. Sorry, I lost my spot there for a second. Then we move on to this dumb motherfucker. Sean Strickland versus, uh, for short, we're going to, Abusupian, Abusupian, Magomedov, Abus. We'll call him Abus because that's what they wrote initially. Uh, Sean Strickland is 26 and 5. Also a complete asshole. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm going to keep it up. I really don't like this motherfucker. Uh, 26 and 5. Getting ready to be 26 and 6. His last win over Nasruddin. Nasruddin Imabov. That was a unanimous decision. Uh, his losses before that. Jared Cannonier and Alex Pereira, which... Funny enough, I have that clip, and I'll show you that in a minute because I get a kick out of watching Sean Strickland get knocked the fuck out. But, um, yeah, Sean Strickland. I did not know he's been in the UFC for this long. Since 2014, man, he's been under, he's been undercover for a while because I just started hating him recently. He's been around for a bit. That's how fucking irrelevant he is to me. I didn't even know he existed until like a year ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so here's one good thing that he did. You know, he likes to touch dude's feet. I don't know. I'll just keep talking shit. Either way, knock down here against Jack Hermanson. Jack Hermanson's a badass, so I'll give him props for that one. But here's my favorite clip of them all getting knocked the fuck out by Alex Pereira hilarious I love it I'll watch it over and over and over again this is probably the third time I've played this clip because it's entertaining for me and I like it fuck Sean Strickland <laughs> and his his opponent Magomedov nasty front head kick right there which I'm hoping to see that against Sean Strickland this week do not disappoint me, Abus. 25 and 4 in MMA. He's on a three fight win streak right now, but he's only got one win in the UFC. So this is only a second fight in the UFC. Um, and yeah, you know, a little more of this action would be appreciated. Uppercuts, front kicks to the face. Let's just fuck up Sean Strickland. Get it over with quickly. Um, I don't even care. Or, you know, torture him a little bit. But make sure he's bloody and make sure he comes out of there with his head down because he lost. That would be appreciated. <laughs> All right. I'll stop talking shit. I, I respect these guys for what they do. 
and I give Sean Strickland props for the good he's done in his fights, but I still say fuck him. On that note, we'll end. I'll stop being an asshole. So, watch the fights this weekend. Um, UFC is really the main thing going on. I think there's a BKFC like London card, which I don't usually cover because it's London and yeah, nobody really covers it. Uh, but if you want to watch it, I'm sure you can find it on the BKFC app. Uh, prelims are usually on YouTube, I think. Look it up. Go check it out. I think it's like BKFC 47. Either way, uh, UFC Vegas 76 will be on Saturday, uh, July 1st. It's happening in the fucking Apex, so that's great. I don't know what time it is happening. I'll just look it up real quick. Do I really care that much, though? Main card starts at 4, 4 p.m. 4 a.m. 4 p.m. I will be in San Diego, but I'll probably be watching on my phone. So, yeah. And next week, uh, I will put out a show at some point. So, look out for that. If you're not subscribed, do that now. Um, help me out. Like the video. Share it. Um, send the link to somebody. Tell them to check it out. That'll help me out a lot. And then uh, hit that notification bell so that way you know when I release that video next week um, since I won't be live. Or it'll tell you in the future when I am live. So do all that for me if you can. Um, leave a comment if you want. Go check out all my social media. It's been running down here. Of course, it's not up now. There it is. On Twitter, it's Going Rounds Pod, but everywhere else, it's Going Rounds Podcast. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Go check it out. Don't forget to catch me next week, probably Wednesday. I'll be dropping the video. And uh, then the next week will be even better because I should have a lot of content from the week it, that I spend in Vegas for International Fight Week. So have a good weekend. Have a good 4th of July, by the way. That's why I'm going out of town, too, because, you know, it's a long weekend. Taking some extra days to do the whole Vegas thing. Uh, so, yeah, enjoy it. Be safe with those fucking fireworks. Don't be blowing off no fingers or anybody else's. <laughs> be responsible. And, uh, yeah, I hope everybody has a good, you know, long weekend and happy 4th of July. We'll catch you next week. Um, same channel. Maybe not the same time or place. <laughs> I mean, same time or day. But be on the lookout for it. Thanks a lot for joining me this week. Check out the fights on Saturday, and I will see you guys next week. Let me get my shit together. I'm out. Peace.